Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. A place to learn, share, and grow with me, Penelope Jones, a certified holistic nutritionist. Me, Tara LaPera, an expert self-love and success coach. And me, Amy Brockley, a competitive Olympic weightlifter, gym owner, and daily habits coach. This is a place to hear stories of faith, breakthroughs, love, and positivity. Where women can come and share their stories to inspire us all. All righty, let's get started. Okay, today, guys, we have a really exciting episode. It's our first time having multiple guests. So this is a first for all of us. I'm super excited. Um, We have Nicole Lee and Nikki Govern. Um, We are going to refer to Nicole as Nikki Lee and, and then Nikki govern as Nikki. So it's, you know, it's awesome. We have, you know, two Nikki's on the podcast and we're going to talk about something pretty serious and we're really excited to get started. But first let's get caught up because it's been a couple weeks. So who wants to go first? All right, Miss Arizona, you want to go first? Man, I like the sound of that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Miss Arizona. You can totally do that. Um, So exciting news. I mean, God, we have been from packing up a house in New Jersey to living down the shore for 11 days, to living in an RV cross country for six days, to renting a little over a month a house in Arizona. And finally on the 30th, we move in to our home in Arizona. So I feel like my life is finally about to kind of get back on track, right? With the, I know the kids are in school and we've got things moving along, but it's like, I want our space. I want that, you know, that spot where we're going to start creating more memories. And we finally do that on the 30th. So we are allowed to move stuff in tomorrow um, into the garage, but the 30th is the day that we will be living there. So I'm very excited to start that. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Can't even imagine how bad you want to plant roots. You know, when you have little ones as a mama, it's always like you need your home base. You know, I can't even explain to you guys the roller coaster of emotions, anxiety. I've even dipped into depression through all of this. Like you name it. Mm-hmm. I've had anxiety come so bad, it, like debilitating on nights, honestly, because of so much that we've been through in such a short time during this pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. But I just have to say God is good. God is truly, truly amazing, man. The things that he could pull us out of. Incredible. But I'm excited for the next uh, two days from now. Yeah, that is exciting. So by the time this episode is published, you will have moved into your house. So exciting. The official homeowner of Arizona. Yeah, I don't envy the moving though, (laughs) for sure. I know. (laughs) Not at all. What do you have going on, Penn? Uh, well, I've been talking about it for quite some time now, but I finally launched the rebrand of my website, which yeah. we went from being Penelope Jones coaching to being gut love coaching. So it's gutlovecoaching.com. All of my programs are on there. I even have all my future programs on there uh, with a wait list for people to kind of join them later on. But Margaret of Margaret Cogswell Designs did an incredible job. I love my new logo. Woo! It's very to let go of something I've had for six years. Um, sure. Which directions, but you know, I really wanted to, I picked Penelope Jones coaching in the beginning because it was a blanket name for any direction I wanted to take my business. Right. Um, but I really realized that focusing on gut health and inflammation and blood sugar for women, um, who feel stuck, you know, in their lives, um, is where I wanted to go. So it feels very aligned. I'm running a free five day drop a habit challenge in my private Facebook group right now, and they're loving it. It's really fun. Awesome. And I'm about to launch the mini reset. So that's going to be day one on November 9th. It's a 14 day elimination diet. And I, you know, guys, you know, I just love running these programs, but now I'm doing it through in a different method through the new website and all that. So, so it's fun. It's exciting. Definitely. It's exciting. I'm seeing it all pop up and I want to go in and be like, I promise I'll eliminate the Oreo cookies. <laughs> that's actually oh, an update. update on the twins. My daughter had twins, boy and girl twins on uh, September 19th. And, you know, twins are usually very little, but they were both seven pounds. And right now at five weeks, they are 11 pounds. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So incredible. Incredible. So I'm really enjoying mom, mom life as well. Oh yeah. They were so cute. I missed them at Target by like a minute. Gorgeous, gorgeous grandbabies, Penelope. Yeah. Every single one of them. They're beautiful. Mm. It's so fun because I get to sleep at night and still love babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, awesome. All right. Uh, uh, I had a birthday. I think you did too since last time, Penelope, that we talked. Um, yeah, so that was fun. I had an awesome weekend. Um, yeah, I just have been kind of chilling and, and working out and, you know, grinding at the gym and really uh, testing the limits of what I thought I was possible like that was possible for me. It's really not like something that like on paper looks like that much, but I'm doing the squat program that, you know, girls like generally it's have death. made. It's death. Yeah. You yeah. It. It's death. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yes. And you know, I, I, it was a really good lesson too. And I think that's the awesome thing about weightlifting is it does teach you a lot. Um, it humbles you real quick. Like the day you think you have it all under understood, you know, the next day you walk in and you're like, well, nope, nope. Don't know anything. Yeah. And then, you know, heading into this workout was definitely there's a lot of doubt, you know, and it, that can be just as powerful. And I learned a big lesson in, you know, not listening to that voice and listening to the one that's at the moment was a little bit quieter saying, no, you actually can do this. Get your stuff together. You're, you know, it might hurt. You're, and I had to go to a really dark place and that's the kind of stuff I enjoy. So that's why when people are like, if you like a workout, I don't think I'm going to like it, but that's that mental training. And that, that's what I, you know, kind of thrive on. So I managed to make it through a really, really hard workout and, and come out the other end. And it was and a, you don't it was like, just enjoy torturing yourself. This is all for a purpose. It's because right. you're really trying to increase your strength because you do have a very important competition coming up in December. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. everybody doesn't think that you just go in there and kill yourself for no reason. No, 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 no. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. To yeah. get stronger and yeah, turn 44 and get stronger than I was when I was 43. So your powerhouse mama yeah getting there yep all right tara if you want to introduce our guests and we'll get yes i have the privilege of introducing nikki lee and nikki govern so i've actually known you both for five years i definitely think it's been about five years so nikki govern i actually met her first through like facebook marketplace she was posting something and I wrote her privately and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you saw my message, but uh, I do still have this available, but she had sold it. And then we had saw that we had a lot of um, things in common with the health and wellness background at the time when I was doing it. And we just met up and we had coffee and just absolutely fell in love with her. And then I had posted a few months later that I was looking for a photographer. And then she, you, Nikki uh, Govern. Facebook messaged me privately and she was like, my best friend, Nikki Lee, she does incredible photos. She's not the type of person that's going to post on your thing and be like, it's me. She's like, so here's her info, private message her. And I am so grateful that you did girlfriend because I fell in love with Nikki Lee. She was my photographer for five years. I'm going to miss her. Um, And you've just taken like leaps and bounds of your business and all. And I just love you guys. But uh, Nikki Govern actually, um, she does a MRI and radiology field for 23 years, and Nikki Govern also has a health and wellness um, business coaching for Be Courageous is the her business name. So Nikki, you are a busy girlfriend. You've got a lot going on and a mama of two. And then Nikki Lee has her photography business and her three children. I'm so excited to share what we're going to be sharing with all of you today. It is definitely a um, very personal topic for, I think, the majority of all of us on here, but you girls have went through a journey together as best friends. I mean, you guys have been best friends for 11 years, and we would love to hear, you know, what had taken you guys on this journey together and where you guys are today with it. Um, Do you want to start, Nick, or you want me to start? (laughs) Uh, I feel like we started looking online and seeing stuff through Instagram and social media. That was like the the trigger um, of other people that were sick and actually a blogger that we follow um, a lot. She ended up getting her implants out and just was so intriguing to watch what she went through and what a friend of hers went through. And so we started doing our research. And the year prior, I was in the doctors and my eyesight was weird. I just kept saying, something's wrong with my eyesight. There's like a blur to it. And I had consistent shortness of breath. 
So I went to the eye doctor. I had all these tests ran. I had blood work done. They couldn't find anything. They were like, there's nothing wrong with you. Zero. And then the more I started researching with Nikki, you know, things were coming up about, I mean, you name it. I mean, the list goes on about things that the breast implants can cause. And eyesight was one of them, short of breath. Um, and I just started putting the, the pieces together. And I was like, you know what? I, uh, I think I definitely need to explant. Um, unfortunately, I had four sets of implants um, for several reasons. My first set was when I was with the Eagles. And then um, I got another set after kids. Um, and then I just... I ended up getting them so large because the doctor kind of talked me into going bigger instead of a lift that I went back in and got another set. It's just been a nightmare. Um, but since they've been taken out, I truly feel like a different person. I've lost weight. I feel better. My eyesight is tremendous. Um, I run almost every single day and my runs are 10 times faster. Um, so go ahead, Nick, you can well, when did you have your implants out. If you don't mind me asking, me. I had them out June 17th. And so here we are. It's October. What today? Uh, 28th. July, yeah. July, yeah. September, October. So four yeah. months. Yeah. And I'm back in the gym. I'm lifting, I'm lifting hard. Um, probably in the best shape of my life, probably better than when I was 20 years old. Um, lost a lot of weight. Um, a little bit from that and, and just also because I just wanted this year to be about me mm -hmm. um, for once mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of my kids. <laughs> so how long the years have you had it to uh, your breast? I've had them about 20 years. I got them oh, when wow. I was yeah. 21. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 20 years. Um, I only had saline. I never had silicone. Actually, Nikki talked me out of silicone just because she said being an MRI tech and um, you really can't detect breast cancer very well through a silicone implant. Oh, I so I, um, cause I was going in to get my last set. I was going to get silicone and she talked me out of it, which thank God. But, um, it just, it feels so different to have them out. It just feels so different. I can't even explain how different it feels. Like you don't feel as top heavy. You, you, your, your breaths are just different. It's just, it's just weird. And now that I've had them out for four months, I feel like I've never had them. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like I don't even remember having them and I don't, I don't want to. And I did have a full lift too. So they look, you know, they look really good. He did an amazing job. He did an amazing job. We picked That's the number one doctor. That's wonderful. So good. Did you have a similar experience, um, Nikki, with being ill and, and relating it to your implants or? My story is a little bit longer, it kind of goes way back. I, I got my implants when I was 21. So they've been, they were in one set only for 20, it'll be 27 years in December would have been 27 years. Saline, um, it was before I was in the medical field, I was a hairdresser at the time working in a salon. And back then you weren't hearing of a lot of people get them. Like you would hear of it, you know, you know, of course in Hollywood and stuff, but you really weren't hearing like, you know, every one of my friends has implants now, it seems, but back then, like, I didn't know anybody that had implants, but, um, I, the guy that I was dating worked in a salon, um, and there was like four or five girls in there that were getting them. So it was just kind of like a trend almost. And I was scared to death to do it. Like I, I always thought, oh, wow, I would like to have fuller breasts because, you know, I have, I'm shapely at the bottom and I felt, you know, I'm smaller at the top. I didn't want these real big, big boobs, but I just wanted like some fullness, but I was scared to death. So I went in, had them done. I was overall very healthy. I was 21. And, um, as I look back, um, like I, I, I created a whole timeline cause I had, uh, um, I have MS. So mm. I, I developed MS in 2002. So I got my implants in 1994. But as I look back through the timeline of things, because um, there, there were several times that I thought, could it be the implants? Because somebody brought it to my attention. This was maybe like five years ago. But I had no problems with my breasts. I've had breast MRIs. I've had mammograms. I mean, there was nothing wrong, you know? So I figured, well, I'm sure it's not that, you know what I mean? And they're saline. I kept thinking in my head, because working in the medical field, and seeing either way, saline can obscure imaging too, but the silicone is much more um, dangerous. So I just kind of stuck 
took it out of my mind, not because I wanted to have implants, but I just didn't want to have to go through the surgery, having children and everything. I just didn't want to put myself through that. It was scary enough for me to get the surgery. I just don't, I'm just not one to, you know, nobody likes getting surgery, but I was like scared to death to have that surgery. So once I had it, I noticed I started back and I started x-ray school a couple months later, I guess it was. And I started having like, um, you know, like I got like a flu and then I, I got mono. And then after that, the mono turned into Epstein-Barr virus. The Epstein-Barr virus turned into Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And it was just like a sequence of events throughout the years. I, I've seen a cardiologist because I had an abnormal rhythm at one point, five years into it, and they couldn't figure out why. Um, I had bladder issues where I was having like, like they called it interstitial cystitis. It was almost like an inflammation of the bladder where you feel like you always have a bladder infection, but there's no infection. So very strange, weird things. But back then, you know, I didn't think, oh, it's my breast implants. I, I just thought, what the heck's wrong with me? I'm going to all these doctors. You know, I feel like I'm going crazy because all these weird things keep happening. So as I look back, I think personally, my body rejected the implants from the beginning because it was three months afterwards was when everything started happening. And then it just went on and on and on. Then I got married. And then right after I got married in 2002, I got out of bed one morning and I just, I couldn't walk and I fell to the ground. And, you know, mm -hmm. so that, that went on to a long journey of finding out that I had MS and all this other stuff. So looking back, you know, was it the implants? I mean, I do think I'm not, I'm not saying necessarily that the implants caused the MS, but I do think that just some people, and I'm not saying it's everybody, right. but your body just doesn't, your body rejects them. And it may not reject them in a way that they become hard or you get that capsular contracture or anything like that. It may just be something very strange, not related to the breast. And that's mm -hmm. what women don't realize. They think, well, it's not my breast implants. They're not bothering me. I don't have any problems. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, because we think of it as a separate entity, but the yeah. body operates as a whole and you're in wellness, so you know this. Exactly. Uh, and I so. shared my story about breast implants as well previously. And I just talked about the immune system, how everybody's immune system kind of has a tipping point. Mm. And you know, for you, it sounds like, you know, you had this low level inflammation now because your body's fighting the foreign object, right? So now everything for you became an immune response you know, the Epstein-Barr, the mono, the MS, you know what I mean? The, the inflammation in your bladder. So you created low level inflammation in your body by putting the foreign object in. Yeah. And then you're responding to it, you know? So it's just, and both of your stories, I'm hearing so much, it's, you know, millions of women having, yeah. literally millions of women having millions and they're all coming forward and thyroid's a big one. Yeah. Thyroid yeah. I mean, these women are coming forward with their thyroid and Dr. Rankin even posted once a while back. And I love that he did this. And the woman actually was on all these medications for her thyroid. And when she got her implants out and got her blood work back, she no longer needed the medication. And like Nikki said, it may not be for everybody. It's right. just, it was just, we had discussed it so much and it was just like, you know what? It's just it's time. It's time. There's no need for them. Um, Nikki's were 27 years old. Um, my, you know, it was just, it was time to move on from that part of our life. And I can't tell you how thankful I am. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of the best decisions I did. Actually, I regret not doing it 10 years ago. Nikki, do you feel better? What is your difference now? When well, did you explant? My biggest fear to have the surgery was, you know, with MS, I've, I've lived a clean lifestyle. I don't take medication for my MS. I don't take any pharmaceuticals. I do everything through clean living, supplements, you know, meditation, um, you know, just lifestyle basically. Um, and, you know, food is medicine. So I, I basically was really, you know, scared to rock the boat as far as getting surgery because you know that creates stress to your body. And I have the MTHFR gene, which is, it, it causes you to have trouble detoxing. Like, you know, people that don't have that gene may be able to detox easier, easier than like I could, but because I have this gene, my body doesn't detox properly. So I knew there's going to be some re residual things from taking the implants out, you know, because the, the, they, the shell, the capsule that forms around the implant, you know, that sloths off as time goes on and those things get into your bloodstream and they deposit into your organs. So I'm at a period right now. So I had the surgery. The surgery was perfect. The Dr. Rankin, 
Nikki and I can't say, Nikki Lee and I can't say more about him. He's just the most incredible doctor. Really uh, is. He literally, I was so nervous to have this surgery that I literally, the stress that I was under, I mean, I teach in my health coaching, I teach uh, stress management, but I couldn't even manage my own stress because I was so afraid to go through the surgery thinking, God forbid, if something happens to me, you know, and I, I did this to myself, you know, I had right. a lot of guilt. It was a lot of emotional stuff going on. Like, Hey, I'm, what am I going to look like when, uh, when this is over B, what if I don't make it through and I leave my children for something like it's so vain and, co you know, a cosmetic reason. And so all these things, but as soon as he walked in that room, it was just him and I, and Nikki E. Lee can attest to this. He's just his personality, his mannerisms, his kindness. Mm -hmm. He's very calm. He's not he's just very, very calm and he's, he cares. Like, yeah, go in, they can decompartmentalize and they just mm -hmm. go in. He's not like that. He, no. every woman that he works with and he has a connection with them and he, you know, he's there for you. So he just, he just allayed my fears immediately. I just felt like, I was like, oh my gosh, I was praying the whole time before he walked in and he came in and I just felt like this calmness. I wasn't even afraid anymore. I knew I was in the best hands. I knew this was, you know, the best place for me. So I did well. The surgery was great. Everything. I did have a small MS flare up, which, you know, I think it was just from the stress of the surgery. I mean, mine were like stuck to my chest. He had to really scrape because they were mm, dropped. They were up really high. Yeah. So he had to do a lot of scraping. So there was trauma. So it wasn't a bad episode. And I mean, it was, it was bad enough to the point where like I probably cried every day for seven days because I was having trouble walking and I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't had this in so long. What did I do to myself? But I just kept the faith and I, you know, I prayed about it and I stayed strong and I said, and positive, And I said, I, this too shall pass. It's just something that's typical with having an autoimmune disease and putting stress to your body. And, um, finally after two weeks, I came out of it. So I have to say now, uh, my surgery was August 12th. So, um, it was a rough couple of weeks, not the surgery part of it. That was a breeze. Like I felt great. It was the, the whole MS part of it. Um, but I'm finally back to, I'm starting to walk again, you know, cause I couldn't even work out or anything. Um, slowly starting to, you know, get back on track. I definitely have more energy. I'm sleeping through the night, which was a real issue. I always had problems sleeping. I'd wake up. I had those heart palpitations. I don't have that anymore. Like Nikki Lee said, you could just take like a bigger breath in. It's like, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's like, it, you always feel like you have something pressing on your chest. It's, it's hard to explain unless you have them, but I could take in that deep breath. Um, my digestive issues, because I have gut issues, SIBO, candida, I've had it all. Um, and I've worked on all those issues, but still overall, like things would keep creeping back up. And I'm thinking I'm doing everything right. It's what, what is the last piece to my puzzle. And it was this foreign objects that are in my body. I, I just knew I needed to, it was time. Like Nikki Lee said, it was time mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to get them redone. I just had to make the move to get the surgery and get them out and together. And I thank God for my best friend because we together, we just got the carriage up to do it. Like, let's just do this. And mm -hmm. not knowing what we were going to look like. That's the fear. Well, yeah. I was going to ask you guys, so I don't, I don't have them. Um, so my question is prior to surgery, what, what part, like, like, people kind of like, you know, tend to skip over that part that, and it's okay. Like it's a feminine part of who we are. And I know a couple of my friends that are breast cancer survivors when, when they have to be taken off, it's like, you know, that's part of our femininity. What, yeah. what was that like heading into surgery? Like, okay, I know this is probably really good for my health, but you know, right. what was it like, what, what did you, what was the thought process like before? Cause now looking back, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel great. You guys you right. know, seem extremely happy, but let's be honest, probably the week or two before you're like, is this, you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Holy, holy moly. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> yeah, they're my boobs. Um, like, come on uh -huh. now, you know, like yeah. they're, you know, they're part I mean, of our Probably yeah. the best part about Dr. Rankin is he, literally updates his Instagram. And I did comment to him about that when we went out there. So you get to see his work mm. every single day. So you're like, okay, I'm not going to have big boobs. That's right. why I'm getting these out, but he's not going to make me walk out looking like a science project either. Right. So, um, some women do get fat transfers. That wasn't an option for me. Cause I just, number one, didn't want to spend more money. Number two, you know, I'm not really out of going out of my way to try to impress anybody anymore. My husband yeah. actually loves, my husband actually likes me more now the way I look, honest oh, to wow. God. He's like, I think I'm a tiny person. Um, 
And I think that I just always looked top heavy. I always laughed and said, I felt like my boobs walked in five minutes before I did. <laughs> I've said that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> I did. And then in a, in a like bathing well. suit and we, you know, we used to belong to a swim club and I would just be so insecure with my body more so than I was flat chested. And I'm like, if I feel like this, you know, why did I do this to myself? Um, but, you know, as far as like Dr. Rankin and updating us constantly on Instagram and showing us other people and what they would look like, whether it was bigger or smaller, mm-hmm. he, they always look beautiful. I mean, I knew that his work is impeccable. And the day I got there, he was showing me, you know, where nipple placement was going to be and this and that, and you're not going to be big, Nikki. You know, if you walk out of here in A, you know, you're going to be lucky. And I said, I'm fine with that. I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with that. And actually after the surgery and I woke up and he called me that night, he's like, I'm actually really happy with how big you are. Not that I'm big. Right. I'm like a full, I'm a full A, but he was happy with the turnout. And I, I'm telling you right now, I, I am so proportioned with my body. Like I That's don't awesome. look odd where before it was like a large bikini top and a small bottom, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? And I just... I didn't like that. I didn't like the way I look. And, and it's, it's such a shame that I spent 20 years being so unhappy, thinking yeah. that they would make me happy. Mm-hmm. And now at 43, I couldn't be happier Yeah, without That's them. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. It's crazy how we all have our journeys and how, you know, we start off to where it's like the it thing and it's going to make me feel so much better and beautiful. And, and it I probably know. did. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it oh, served yeah. that purpose, you know, this is a huge one. My, my girls, I have two girls. I have an 11 year old and a 15 year old and, and I have a, a son. He's 13. I was vividly honest through this whole thing. They came to Florida with me. We spent two weeks. They watched it all. They genuinely were like, why did you, why? Like, but what was the purpose, mom? And I was like, unfortunately, you know, and I was straight up. I said back 20 years ago, you know, Barbie is who we looked up to Mm -hmm. and and the big breast and the tiny waist. And I was cheering for the Eagles and not that they made me do it whatsoever. Actually, they tried to talk me out of it. Um, but I remember going in, I remember going to cheer the night before and all the girls were like, you're crazy. Your body is perfect. And I didn't see it. And now I look back at my pictures and I'm like, I was, I was perfect for me. Mm -hmm. And I just tell my girls, I'm like, love you for you. That's not in anymore. Being fit and healthy and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, muscular and, that that's what's in now, not these giant, giant breasts that aren't even ours. I truly don't think that that's what's in anymore. And no, thank right. God, because I would be devastated if they ever came to me and said they wanted them. I would be devastated. I learned so much from you through that. You know, yeah. they, I, did. My children, they did. They did. I talked to my sons about the fact that I had breast implants, you know, and I didn't think they realized that I had them, you know, yeah. um, and having them out and why I had them out was very powerful. And I told my sons, don't ever let a woman in your life you know, go under the knife and spend thousands of dollars to try to be perfect, you know? You right. To, so that that's a, a wonderful example, you know? Yeah. Sarah, I know you're honest with Alicia about yeah. having it. Yeah, so Alicia knew actually when I was going to get them done, she was 11 at the time. Um, and I worked at that time, if some of you have read my story, I've worked in the nightlife scenery, you know, bartending and all the other good stuff that's in my book. And, um, I actually, you know, waited and I did that for me after all of that still, because I felt like it was something that I wanted for me, but she knew that I was doing it. You know, she was my only child. I was a single mom at the time. And, um, she, you know, through the years, she was like, well, mommy, I want to get them when I get older. Mommy, I want to get them when I get older. She even said it all the way up until almost two years ago, but she saw the pattern and everything that I've been going through but she loves her body. She loves everything that God gave her, she said. And now to see what I've been through and to see like my friends and everything else and stories I've told her, she's like, mm-hmm. I don't want them. I don't want them. Good. No, if God forbid she would have, I still have my name. I am working on that. Thank you to both of you girls. Like, where would you fit in your life right now? 
Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <know>. Tara. <laughs> um, it's going to happen. As yeah. some of you have shared with before, my birth date, 827, that's a number that pops up for me all the time. And I kind of feel like maybe my birthday for next year, 827, um, is when it's going to happen. And with Nikki's both sharing with me, when she they were texting me in a group chat and we were talking about it, um, you guys have shared with me the number of years together with your last ones, Nikki, was eight and 27. So 827. So I took that as a sign wow. again. Like it is definitely time for me to get these things out. I have also um, been to a cardiologist just a few months ago. My heart rhythm is off and it's due to my breast implants, he said. Um, I keep getting tested for my thyroid and it's up and down, up and down. I get tested. I have it. Then I don't have it. Then I have it. Then I don't, I don't take the medicine. Inflammation um, in one is a sign something else is off in your whole body, you know? Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's how old have you had your implants, Tara? Um, I got my, I've had them now for 10 years. Yeah, and it's interesting, and I'm sure both Nikki and Nikki Lee know the package insert in implants is 10 years. The FDA yes. is telling you every 10 years you should replace them. I and wasn't women need that. to think, I'm sorry. I was not told that, you know. Back I wasn't told that. I was yeah, not told I wasn't that. told that either. Now I know they're more strict with it, but I wasn't told that. I'm thinking I was 21. Oh, these will last forever. They're like, yeah. you know. I went in to get a lift because I had children that I had breastfed and I was talked into getting implants with my lift. I was a full C cup. I didn't need an implant, you know. Wow. Awesome. Yes, but they don't tell you, and this is what people think. And, you know, Nikki, yours were in for over 20 years, you said, for a long time. 27 years, you know, the scar tissue that's formed. And, you know, we're not here. I, I was always very sensitive to trying to think about women who've had breast cancer, who have implants now to make themselves, you know, feel whole again. And yeah. all that we're just kind of really presenting information that we didn't know. Right. Um, sure. So that someone else can assess, you know, their own, we're not, I don't, I always don't want to come across as us like preaching to people, you right. know, about this because people get them for different reasons, right? For me, it was 100%. It was breastfeeding sure. my children. It wasn't because I was small, you know, um, but three years I've had mine out now. I believe it's been Amy, right? Like three years. Yeah. Yeah. Three about. Years. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's life changing. It's completely life changing. Life -changing. Like, mm -hmm my blood work even proves it. So just for mm -hmm. someone who is struggling, like you guys found yourselves, I found myself, Tara finds herself, um, you know, it can be the implants. It's not the answer to everything, right? And you know this, Nikki, being in wellness. Yes, I agree. And I do think too, I think I have a lot of healing left to go. Like, I think I'm going to see things that are going to come Later, well, yeah. Some of these women, you get on there and you, you, some people get discouraged because they're like, I woke up and I was literally cured of this. And I do believe that happens. But with me, I am, and Nikki Lee can attest to this too, and, and she's similar to me. I live such a clean lifestyle. I mean, maybe if I didn't live that type of lifestyle and just, you know, did whatever, yep. I probably would be those girls. And as soon as they came out, be like, oh my gosh, but I'm pretty stable with everything I could do possibly between eating and supplements and herbs and meditation and all that stuff. I have all that in check. Mm -hmm. So this last little bit of issues, health issues that I have, I, I think it's just a matter of, as a matter of fact, I'm, I just dove into a new course um, on detoxing at a cellular level, more than just a, your basic detox. And it's very involved. And it, it, this course is teaching me that you can't, you don't detox overnight. You literally, it could mm -hmm. take, it could take, if you're doing like the brain part of it, it could take over a year, especially with me with a neurological MS type of um, autoimmune disease. So it's really interesting. I feel like there's 27 years. I, I didn't feel great. Cause I, you know, I got pretty, you know, ill maybe six months into having my implants, not totally ill, like the MS ill, but like just with other things, I feel like all that time was wasted. I'm not going to look back, but I feel like the best is yet to come for me. You know, I just, I feel that I can't tell you enough. That's how, how I I'm feel. feeling through this screen. I mean, I think my, you know, Hey, I just turned 48, you know, two weeks ago. And I feel like the next 20, some seven, some years is going to be like incredible because I'm just going to get better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Yes. As far as mentally, I'm not going to lie. And we're just being transparent here. I still struggle with my implants were not big. I only went up a full cup size. Um, I'm small like Nikki. She's a little bit more petite than me. I'm a little bit more curvy at the bottom, but um, I'm a petite, you know, five to 115 pounds, you know? So I still 
it's hard for me. Like I always felt like even though the implants weren't big, they just, you know, they make you look a little bit more proportionate. So I'm still working. I'm doing my own stuff mentally to work on the fact that, you know, you could be beautiful and have a flat chest, you know, and mm -hmm. my husband loves the way I look. He said they look, I never, I had a bad boob job, to be honest with you. They were bad. Ask Nikki Lee. They just were not, he, my doctor wanted to do them over six months after he did them because he didn't like the way they were sitting. And they never dropped. Even Dr. Rankin was like, oh, yeah, I guess they've never dropped because they were, my breast was pointing down the breast that I, a little bit of breast tissue that I had and the implant just stayed up like almost under my the collarbone, right? Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. They just never looked natural. They so start off up here and then they just work their way down over absolutely. time. Absolutely. And mine never felt. Hers never did. And I'll, I can tell you, he's such an artist, Dr. Rankin, that even though I'm small, it's just, you would, you know, I'm, I'm smaller than I was before the implants because, you know, mm -hmm. I breastfed and everything. So he had to take yes. some and the tissue was thin, but the way he made me look, I mean, I'm, I'm even in proportionate, my nipples are in the right place. I mean, he just small, but. And a, and a breast lift can do so much. I have a lot of people that I talk to and they're like, yeah, but I, I, they don't want a breast, they don't want breast implants because they're small. They want them because their breasts don't look like they used to look. Right. right. And so, you know, surgery, I don't always say run and go under the knife and have surgery, but if you're considering it, the lift, the lift can do so, so much. So much. I you know. know, my, my girlfriend just got them done about two years ago and she had a nice little rack on her. And I said to her, I think all you need is a lift, but she didn't want to hear me. And now she has them and um, she's beautiful no matter what, but 100% like totally could have just used the lift, mm -hmm. you know, and it's hard to tell people that because I remember when I got my implants and how excited I was um, and everybody isn't the same. And I've had 20 years of experience with them. So I'm in a different place. Yeah. Um, but one hundred percent, probably ninety percent of the people that get implants only need a lift. Yeah, mm -hmm. like especially the ones that do it after their their babies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, from everything that I'm seeing, I mean, they've perfected fat transfer. There's doctors out there that just do fat transfer, and and I can say they are beautiful. Now, mind you, you don't know the exact size you'll be. Of course, like with implants, you know, you know, you get this many CCs, you're going to be this size. It, it's a gamble. And sometimes you don't retain hundred percent of the fat, but a lot of these doctors that are just specializing in the fat transfer, that's your own body. That's your own flesh. And you get a two for one in a sense, because you're, you know, you're getting liposuction and maybe an area you're not fond of, and you're placing it in your breast. And it's a much safer alternative to breast implants. And I never even heard of it until honestly, recently, yeah. I really look, you know, but I'm saying for women that really feel like that they're so flat and they really, I mean, I feel like that should be an option for them versus, mm -hmm. you know, toxic implants in that are, you know, causing a lot of issues. And like I said, not everybody has those issues, but a lot of people do. And mm -hmm. if you don't want something foreign in your body, which I would prefer not to, why not use your own tissue? You know, so that's just an option for women out there that are like, I don't care. I really want bigger breasts, whatever it may be. <laughs> Dr. Rankin came out. He, my husband was there. I was one of the last surgeries. So my husband got to speak with him and he said, um, did you know her implants were recalled? I had no idea. They were in oh, wow. recalled for cancer. Um, so I had to have them sent out to pathology, the capsules and everything. Thankfully, they found some bacteria, but there was no, God forbid, no cancer. But I had no idea. And mine were so old. They said they probably weren't even registered. That's why nobody contacted. They had computer database then, you know, oh, to register shit. them. Yeah. So uh, here I am walking around with recalled implants and no clue. The textured ones, right? Yep. The textured and they were like bright yellow when they came out of her. So they look like urine bags, not saline bags. Right. Wow. Yeah, so mm. um, thank God. I, you know, I thought to do this because just knowing that that's really scary. You know? yeah. Yeah. Dr. Rankin doesn't even do implants anymore. Yeah, he only does that. Yeah, he's he about the work of removing them. Yeah. Yeah. You're involved with radiology, right? Yes, I am. Oh, so does that involve mammograms or anything like that? Well, I do a lot of breast imaging. So we do a ton of implants. I yeah. mean, ruptures and this and that and people that feel masses and you know, cancer. We do a lot. So, um, yeah. Right now, I only do MRI part-time. Right now, I'm furloughed due to the, um, you know, the COVID situation. Still doing my health coaching, you know, but um, I'll be back, you know. And I do uh -huh. enjoy, you know, it's funny. I do enjoy, I mean, I love the medical field. I've been in it for years, but I have, that. that's what led me to become a health coach because 
I would have clients come in. I mean, clients, I would have patients come in and I would scan them and law, I do a lot of MS and they're half my age at this point, but this was even way back, but now they're, and they're in wheelchairs and walkers and they're in bad shape. And they're like, you, you know, they come in and, you know, I'm a very compassionate person, but they're like, you don't understand how I feel. And I said, yes, I was there. You know, I could, and they're like, what? You have MS? Like they can't believe like mm-hmm. that I have MS because I'm running around the place like crazy, you know, you would never know it. And that's how I started talking to people. And I was like, there is a better way, you know, you could try to, you know, cause they're on medications. They've been on every MS medication and they literally, you know, they don't, they don't get well. But now that I know about the implant situation, I mean, I scanned a million people that have all kind of autoimmune lupus, MS, all this. It's hard to suggest that to a woman now. I know, Mm -hmm. I know. But I get friendly easily with people and I I know the people that I can, yes, just kind of know. There's some people I can say anything, but I know several of them that I'd say, hey, listen, I mean, I, I'm aware, especially the ones I'm scanning their breasts. I'm aware, you know, you have breast implants, obviously, you know, have you ever considered, here's some information, you know, just, you know, just to look out for people. So yeah. people that aren't educated, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they require for people like us to be in their life to let them know, you know, because they might not be linking it together like some yeah. of us are. Yeah. And I think, um, Nikki, you had mentioned, and this is something that I, that keeps coming up and, and people don't actually know what it feels like to feel good. Right. Right. Like, so like you said, you, you were very clean, you know, heading into it, but these people coming out of sort, you know, they're like, and that's just the beginning. They probably don't even really feel good. They're going to feel fantastic. Right. Like incredible Mm -hmm. later on. Cause I had, when I first changed my whole lifestyle, it was such a, you know, shock to my life. I mean, I changed everything. And I got better without medication. You know, I, I got out of my, you know, my flare ups and was able to maintain a, a decent lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle. So, but it took, that took three good years. Right. I can only imagine how, like you said, how these people must feel when they don't do any of the things I do. And then they get these toxins out and they're like, wow. Like, yeah. 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 Yep. I know, For sure. Uh, a lot of I people literally cannot wait. Yeah. yeah. It's not the cure. I can't wait for you. I know. I know. Me too. Yeah, especially with that heart stuff. That heart stuff. I mean, I haven't had anything since my surgery, and I would get those flutters and that. I wore the monitor, and they kept saying, "Well, you know, it's it's probably just hormonal. You know, it could be your implants." And then when you go and have that, yes, and I have Hashimoto, so it could be that. But I haven't had. I I I got it all the time. I haven't had. Thank Mm -hmm. God, one episode of of flutter, nothing. And it's a sin because all these people that are getting sick and stuff. And I'm not saying it's always implants. But, you know, people are like, oh, well, I'm getting older and oh, this and oh, that. That's normal. I truly feel better. I'm, I'm not just saying this in every way. The fact that I've lost weight, the fact that I had my implants out, the fact that I'm focusing on myself finally, I feel better at 43 than I did when I was 20. And that's the honest to God truth. Amazing. I think yeah, we're Penn, more feel- aware when we're older too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Learn, you know, with experience. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was about 32 when I, I woke up one day and I'm like, why do I feel this way? I'm active. I'm, you know, and it turned out, you know, I, I knew nothing at the time about what I was putting in my body, just, you know, that this is food and, you know, wow. And it took probably about a year. I did like a whole 30 for the first time. And I was like, the first two weeks were brutal because I was you know, addicted to sugar. Yeah. Like all of it. Right. And then I went through my whole house and I threw out everything with sugar in it. Yeah. I went through that whole thing. Um, but to feel good for the first time, like I made that switch and I probably added years to my life, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the important thing is little steps. And that's obviously a big step, but you know, becoming educated, people talking about it more, being open about it, you know, making things less taboo and more like, okay, hey, this is what I experienced. You know, are you having the same things? It's a possibility. It's not the answer all the time, but it's a possibility. Yeah, It's a big step. It's a big step. Having your implant is a big step, but I shared on our last podcast that, you know, health and Nikki, I'm sure you everything you're saying, I'm so aligned with you, you know, I'm like, yes, yes, as you're talking, but health is layers, you know, health is layers of things. It's food, it's exercise, it's right. sleep, it's stress, it's toxins, it's inflammation, it's tackling many, many things. So, you know, anybody who gets their implants out, they can't be disillusioned to think they will be that person who will wake up and go, oh my God, I woke right. up and my first thought was, well, first of all, I thought, did they take them out? Because I have a lot of breast tissue, a lot more than I thought I would have. And I was disappointed. I wanted to be smaller, much smaller. Oh, 
But my second thought was, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can actually take a really deep breath. Deep breath. Yeah. It was amazing. I didn't get out of breath talking, but you have to understand that it's one giant step to your health for sure. It can only benefit you to have the mouth, right? It can only be mm-hmm. a benefit to you. Yeah. But you also have to take good care of yourself. You know, and once you get that little taste of feeling good, you you want more. Yeah. Like I want to be the best that I can be at this point because for my kids, but also just for myself. And I feel like I'm trying to like catch up for lost times from the 20 years that they were in me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, how can our listeners um, find you? Because you guys have both have some awesome businesses and we like to support that. So let our our listeners know whoever wants to go first. Uh, I don't care. So I'm on Instagram. Um, Nikki Lee, but I'm spelled N-I-C-K-I-E-L-E-E. Awesome. 77. That's my Instagram. Um, I post a lot of my photography and then Nikki Lee photos on Facebook. Perfect. And I, my website, my business name is Courageous Conversations Health and Wellness, but my website is BeCourageousNow.com. B-E CourageousNow.com. Um, I'm on Instagram as Courageous Conversations Health. Um, and Nikki Lee and I actually, well, we had planned to, we started like our own little thing on Instagram called Limitless Blondes, and we're still on there. And, you know, what we had hoped to do was just kind of share our love of health and wellness and just like women over 40, women, you know, 40 plus, you know, sharing like their experiences with, you know, everything in life. She's also... Nikki Lee is also an interior designer and she paints and she does a lot of things. So we were going to start a blog and our intentions were there, but we just both got so busy. She's so busy with her photography and I'm busy with what I'm doing. So we haven't yet fully formed a blog or whatever, but we do post, we're sharing our journey uh, about the breast implant illness on Limitless Blondes on uh, Instagram. So you want to, you know, you know, look about the, uh, if you're interested in our story and more of, you know, things yeah. that we have, pictures and stuff about the breast implant illness that you'll find on Limitless Blondes. As far as Nikki Lee and her um, photography and interior design, that's Nikki Lee, like she said. And for me, for the health coaching, it's um, Courageous Conversations Health. So Okay. That will all be in our show notes. So yeah. if you guys didn't have a pen to grab all that, it will be linked right, right in, under the details. So um, thank you guys so much. That was awesome. Thank, thank you, you for being awesome. opening up thank you. And, and just literally like, I think you're going to help so many people. I, I really hope I can help it. one person. Exactly. Before, before they wait 20 to 27 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are also doing an awesome job. So yeah. Got a lot of different things and we appreciate you too. And very much, yeah. very much so. Okay. I have today's feel good story. Um, and of course it involves dogs, you know, <laughs> I don't have any anymore, but I still love them. Um, so this is a story about a restaurateur who has used the COVID break to fly at-risk dogs to no-kill shelters. A man after my heart Aww. right here. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so he's from Chicago, and he teamed up with the organization called Pilots and Paws to transport dogs and cats that are at risk of being euthanized to shelters that don't kill and connect with foster families. His name is Edward Seaton. Um, he's a partner in one off hospitality group. He used to just fly his plane for fun. And, you know, obviously restaurants are kind of took a little hit and there's a lot more time on his hands. And he said, flying is really my happy place since the pandemic started because of the extra time I have on my hands. I have been flying a lot more than usual, but now I only fly with a purpose for pause and pilots. And, yeah. Oh, I so love I was that. like, yeah, I'm like a little touch of like, oh, that's so great. I would take all the dogs in if I could. So would I. I say yeah. it all the time. I say it all the time. Yeah. Someday I'm going to own a farm and just take in the ones that didn't want to be <laughs> That's taken. what I just said to my husband. And he goes, oh man, he's like some animals, Amy. I'm like, anyone that wants to live there and is nice to the other animals, they can come play. <laughs> yeah. I agree. All right. Let's go around and okay. say um, what we're grateful for. And we'll wrap it up. I can go. Um, I okay. forgot to mention this, of what is going on in Tara's world as the, the checklist just keeps going on. <laughs> um, but as some of you know, I had just launched my self-love and manifesting journal. And I am truly grateful for all the people that have been reaching out and supporting and buying them. It actually is pretty mind-blowing. I really did not expect to go through as many as I did so quickly. Um, so I have to, you know, get a little bit more order there, but it's 
it was a journey for me during all the pandemic and everything. I created this journal. God had told me that this is what I needed to do. And I did it. I didn't even look back. I did it. I made it happen. And I'm so grateful for the people that are in this with me and supporting me. So it's been, it's been amazing. One of the coolest things about this journal is she has a spot in there and it says, who are you going to love on today? And I said, you know what? That's my Tara. She just, you know, (laughs) she's just out there spreading love. And I'm just like, that's awesome. So not only are you journaling for you, but you're journaling for the world. So I I was like, oh, look at you. It's it's awesome. Highly recommend it. Yeah. All right. I'll go next. Um, So Michelle Dunk, we've mentioned her before. She's a mentor of mine um, and Tara and Amy's as well. And her Instagram today, she posted how I feel right now having this conversation with Nikki Lee and Nikki. Sit with women committed to personal growth. I promise you the conversations are different. Amen. Every time we do this podcast and women show up and they're authentically who they are, they share their story because they want to help others because they want to live better. It makes my life tenfold better. So I'm so grateful for you guys showing up today and being so authentic and real and wanting to help other people. It's really incredible. Yes. Yes. I agree. I was just going to say, I'm really thankful that you um, that for Tara, especially, but all of you ladies, um, for getting us to do this, because I know a couple of times we had to cancel it or whatever it may be, but, um, just, you know, it does make you feel good to be able to share your, your personal story. And it, like Nikki Lee said, if it helps one person, just one person, oh, and it will, yep. makes it a will. difference. And, you know, and I'm thankful for meeting new friends today. So, yeah. um, I'm thankful for my health and my family, um, just been hearing a lot of bad news. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm happy for my, uh, grateful for my friends and and meeting Tara five years ago. There was a reason, Tara. (laughs) Seriously. There's always a reason. I always say that even good and bad, there's always a reason. Yeah. (laughs) I'm truly grateful for the two of you for being so open and honest and brave and coming on and, I really, really do appreciate it. And I know you're going to help someone. So today that's what I'm that's grateful awesome. for. Um, and taking the time Thank out, you. This, you know, this, if, to get all this together, it's not easy. And, you get know. four women together with busy lives. This was amazing. Yeah. It's true. Um, we're grateful you guys were here today. And yes. Cheers. Thank you guys so much. This is an awesome, awesome episode. You're welcome. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review. Any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Let's Let's rise rise together. together.